0: Hope you're enjoying this fine Saturday morning. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group show. She's somewhere gone. She's
1: somewhere
0: gone. Oh. Okay, it is that time again. It is time for the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Now, Michelle, if I'm right, this is... I was going to say Hot Topic. I know it's not Hot Topic. You just told me it wasn't Hot Topic. It's Market Snapshot. snapshot. (laughs) All right. What do you got for us?
1: Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. And thanks for listening. Uh, We have the news release from the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board. It came out June 4th. So this last week... There's a slight uptick in Fraser Valley property sales in May attributable to single-family detached. The increase in home sales in the Fraser Valley in May compared to April is thanks to renewed interest in single-family detached homes. Although total market activity remained well below historical norms, 18% below the 10-year average. Now that's sales. The Fraser Valley Real Estate Board processed 9.7% increase in May compared to sales in April 2019, though. So Darren German, the president of the Real Estate Board, said of the market, buyers are recognizing that in the last three months, home prices have stopped declining and that in order to take advantage of the improvement in prices over the past year, now is a great time to consider making the purchase they held off on in previous months. We're seeing buyers who have been waiting on the sidelines act because of better price opportunities and more selection. It's been four years since buyers had this much choice in the Fraser Valley. Active listings available in the Fraser Valley at the end of May had an increase of 26.3% compared to May of last year, and an increase of 8.1% compared to April 2019. Key to this market is pricing. We empathize with our clients on the challenges they face today to qualify to buy a home, and we work with them to find the right property at a realistic price they can afford. So I want to talk about benchmark price activity in the Fraser Valley as a whole. Okay, so that's uh, uh, all brand new, used. It's all the whole five uh, municipalities of the Fraser Valley. So single detached homes are at 964200 the benchmark price for a single-family detached home in the Fraser Valley remained unchanged compared to April this year and decreased 5.9% compared to May 2018. Townhouses are a bit over 522000 The benchmark price for townhomes in the Fraser Valley is an increase of 0.1% compared to April and decreased, again, 5.9%, the same uh, percentage, compared to last year, May. Apartments at this time are just under 417000 The benchmark price for apartment and condos in the Fraser Valley decreased 0.9% compared to April and decreased 8% compared to last year. So then I just want to go into more specific um, areas. So because we here at Country 107.1's in Abbotsford, I wanted to talk about the average price in Abbotsford for detached homes. Right now it's just over 820000 Now that's 2.9% under last year. So it's only decreased that much. And it's above 1.6% from April. So usually you think spring, highest market of the year, always goes up in April. Well, this year it was delayed and it seems everything's sort of increased uh, more in May. So May was a hot month. For townhouses in Abbotsford, it's just under 464000 That's a decrease of 6.7% from last year and just a slight decrease of 1.8% from the month before. And apartments are at just over $317,000. That is a decrease of 4.3% from last year and an increase of 2.5% from the month prior. In Mission, detached average prices are just over 662000 Now that's a decrease from a year ago of 8.3%, but an increase from the month before of 5.1%. And townhouses in Mission are just over 483000 That's an increase of 1% from last year and a big increase from the month before of 9.7% and apartments are pretty astounding to me it's just under three hundred and fifty six thousand in mission that's an increase of thirty five point one percent from the year before and an increase just pri- from April to May of 23.6%. So a huge increase in uh, the apartments and condos that are selling the mission. And lastly, for the third municipality out of the Fraser Valley, I chose Langley. And the detached average homes in Langley are at 1060000 and that's a decrease of 7.8% from last year, and an increase from the month before of 4.3%. Townhouses in Langley are just over $584,000, Decrease of only 4.5% from last year and a slight decrease from the month before of 0.5%. Apartments at 379000 a decrease of 6.5% from last year and an actual decrease again from the month before of 9.2%. So that is our market snapshot for May.
0: All right. Well, now we need one of those famous Michelle Cummins introductions for our guest who is a return guest.
1: I am very happy to introduce no not a second introduction for the reintroduce. reintroduce Michael Hill. He is an independent consultant and safety consultant of pre-construction services. He's also a mentor in the education portion for the industry of asbestos abatement. abatement. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on Michael. Oh, thank um, you for me. yeah, the second time and this um, title we are talking about is the third wave, you've entitled it. And if there's a third wave, I'm guessing there's a first and second wave. Can you uh, explain that? Sure,
2: sure I can, Michelle. The the first wave of asbestos exposure was in the early 1900s when um, the asbestos was becoming quite popular. It was being mined, shipped, and produced. And then there was a whole lot of deaths that occurred from that wave of exposure. The second wave in our history was through the manufacturing process, the installations of materials, the uh, use of materials, and the selling and um, installing of all kinds of different materials uh, throughout the North American continent, Canada, United States, and Australia. The third wave is what we're experiencing now. Over the past few years, we've been experiencing the uh, deterioration of products. Uh, homes being demolished, demolitions, a lot of renovations taking place. Material is getting old, very friable, very uh, very fragile, and it's starting to come apart. Therefore, the third wave is actually probably the worst that we've ever experienced because all of them products are now uh, coming to the end of their life, which is creating massive exposures.
1: Because they've they're starting to get brittle and they're dry and they're a little bit becoming more airborne than maybe they have been before.
2: That's right, because they were deemed safe for a long period of time as the material was locked into the products. An example um, in texture coat on ceilings in drywall mud, the uh, the material was locked into place there, so it wasn't being disturbed. Therefore, it wasn't exposing people. But now those uh, drywall is coming very very old textured ceilings are, are starting to come apart. The white um, ducting tape that you see around your furnaces on older homes is becoming very, very dry and very, very brittle and getting into the airways of the homes.
1: The first title, the first show you were on here, uh, we you called the evil dust. And that's what we're talking about here, uh, the third wave and how it's affecting us right here and now, our homes, our family, our children. Uh, what is that evil dust and what, how, what happens to us when it's airborne, when it goes into our lungs?
2: Well, what happens is the evil dust is, was a name that was given to asbestos uh, a long, long time ago. Evil dust is the material that uh, um, exposes the dust particles, which, is, which comes from the drywall that it's in, all of the different materials that it's in, the dusty portion of it contains, could contain asbestos. And the asbestos, when it becomes airborne, it's very easily ingested into the lung, and then the fibers lock themselves into the lung, which causes the problems.
1: And there's been a lot of deaths reported. I take it it's a U.S. Uh, stats, but it, there was lung cancer deaths due to asbestos, and it calculated in nineteen uh, up to two thousand thirteen, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Between twelve thousand and fifteen thousand five hundred deaths.
2: Lots of people per have died year. Yes, yeah, yeah. Every year uh, there's more and more and more. And now, with the third wave, we're expecting a, that number to, to rise if we don't get awareness out there and let people know that this is not a laughing matter. This is not a joke. This is a very serious issue. These uh, homes that have uh, potential asbestos should be tested, they should be um, abated properly. Um, the day of uh, purchasing a home in the hope of doing your own home renovation. Is, is gone without testing. Um, we're experiencing uh, deaths and exposures with younger people today. And uh, the reason is because a lot of people had bought homes, they were starting to renovate them themselves, and they're exposing their children.
1: You were saying earlier before we started recording, like uh, uh, people who are flipping, and they think they're doing a great family, they're going to make some money, support their family, they're flipping these homes, but they're living in the homes while they're renovating them, and they're exposing their children and...
2: That's, that's why we're seeing um, uh, um, lung cancer diseases, asbestos-related disease and death occurring in people that are 15 years old to 25 years old, oh. which was not heard of in the second wave.
1: Yeah, that is so, so sad. So the idea is nipping in the bud right in the beginning when you buy or when you sell, really, uh, you know, if the seller hasn't tested the property and it's pre-1991, you as the buyer should definitely get you in, get it inspected, have it tested to number one, see if there is asbestos or hazardous materials in, in the home, such as lead paint as well and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that way they know how to deal with it.
2: That's correct, yeah. I mean, if you're going to buy an older home, um, the day of saying, I just didn't know, so I didn't disclose it, are kind of disappearing because we're finding more and more that uh, the really good realtors out there are saying, hey, the home is pre 1991, you should get it tested even though you don't know the asbestos is in there, but what you do know is the home is pre-1991 and it could potentially have a product in it that could kill your client.
1: Yeah, ignorance is not bliss all the time, right?
0: No, That's it right. is
2: not. Well, uh, looking at
0: the clock here, it's about time we uh, take a break. But uh, Michael, if people need more information about, uh, about uh, what you do and, uh, and, and information about asbestos and stuff, what can they do?
2: Well, they can they can call pre-construction services and uh, they can organize an inspector or a consultation for, for anybody that needs um, some advice on on asbestos exposure or how to get rid of it, how to deal with it. All
0: right. And, Michelle, if people want to get a hold of you and find out, uh, you know, if they want to sell their house or buy a house, what do they got to do?
1: Uh, call me or text me at 778-885-4659 or my website, lots of information, michellecummins.ca.
0: We're back with more right after this And we are back at segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show and Michael, I was wondering if, if you're buying a house considering the, the price of a house is I believe the average was 860
1: dollars
0: okay so eight twenty thousand dollars for a house. Uh, so what can a person expect for the cost to uh, to go in and, uh, and and test their house and then for possible uh, asbestos abatement?
2: Well, first of all, uh, if you um, uh, call pre-construction services, there is no charge for the initial consultation. And that initial consultation will give you a lot of education right up front on whether your home uh, possibly does contain asbestos or does not. It will tell you where all the areas that are probable and probable not. And then if you decide to do the testing portion of it, then there's a fee that goes along with the lab work and to do the science work on it, which is relatively small.
1: Yeah, so I had a client, um, uh, user services. It was about a month or two ago, or so, and it was during the subject phase. You know, we had a contract. You you came and inspected. We did find. or you found that there was some, but uh, for you to do the abatement of it, like it only cost, it was only a couple thousand dollars. It was less than three for what you found in that home. But at least we knew about it and we were able to rectify it, get it fixed before they moved in, which was really good. That's right.
2: Yeah, actually, yeah, that one was uh, just over $1,200 to correct his issue. And um, the value they got out of it was fantastic because what was discovered was all of the ducting pipe had contained 80% chrysotile asbestos fiber mesh. Mm -hmm. And it was very dry and very brittle. And the fibers were definitely getting into the airway. Um, They were wrapped around everything throughout the home. So for the $1,200 that he spent on getting abated and sealed up properly, well worth it. Oh, and the peace of mind that
1: they have knowing that, you know, they can live enjoyable years and years that's like so. An average eight hundred twenty thousand. It may only cost that much, or you may you may find that you don't need it at all, or that you don't. There's nothing in the home, or it could be larger than that. But you know what? You 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 replace a deck, and it costs you almost ten grand. You replace fencing, and it's five to ten grand. You you know roofs can be twenty to fifty. Grand or more, like you just look at the things that are, um, you know, maybe in the next few years you have to do. But this is something for your life and your family's life, and and you can cause um, yourself death if you don't nip it in the bud early and check it and and fix it. So it's one of the most important. Um, tests you can that, have That's done. great. And
2: then uh, the free uh, consultation that we do could also tell you that your home may have asbestos, but it's okay because it might be totally sealed and protected within the product. Okay, because I
1: was going to ask, are houses uh, with asbestos safe?
2: They can be and they cannot be. And when they're not, it's really good to know because everybody wants to have a little extra life. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't want to have to die early just because they didn't know. So Mm -hmm. that kind of knowledge is is extremely valuable.
1: And can a single exposure to asbestos be harmful?
2: It has been said yes. Uh, There is no safe limit to asbestos exposure. Now you can imagine a sharp little needle floating in the air and stabbing you in the lung. Right, and um, Mm -hmm. that's one exposure and is that going to kill you? Probably not but it could lead to other serious uh, injuries in your lung which could lead to cancers there has been cases like in the province newspaper 2012 there was an article of a person that did not work anywhere near asbestos he had an office job but he did do his own home reno they dated back and found out that it probably did contain the asbestos that exposed him it was a one time exposure and he did pass away
1: Oh my goodness. Um, How do you clean a house after asbestos exposure?
2: If you have an accidental exposure or you think you might have, it's best to call pre-construction services because we have techniques that can help get you out of that pickle.
1: What are the first signs of asbestos poisoning if some people, you know, they wonder or worry?
2: Well, if your breathing is becoming more and more difficult and you know that you're in the renovation industry or you've been flipping houses and doing your own renovations and you have not been testing and your breathing is getting uh, more and more difficult walking upstairs, shortness of breath, things like that, then you definitely want to go see your doctor.
1: Okay. And, and like if you do have a home before 1991, we talk about this year and there's a reason and maybe you can explain it, um, but how do you identify asbestos?
2: Well, uh, there's many different products that did contain and there's a lot of different products that did not. So that's why it's important to have a trained mm-hmm. professional yeah. attend your home and, and let you know what is probable and what is not.
1: And, and how you get exposed to it is really airborne, correct?
2: It's, it's an airborne, yes.
1: Okay. Um, and how, I mean, how dangerous, how dangerous is
2: it? Like- it well, it kills you. And yeah. uh, we know that we can't just say, um, well, it may or may not because we have enough scientific data that says it will kill you. Now we talked in the first segment regarding Nellie Kershaw, 1924, first documented case where they opened her up and an autopsy and proved that asbestos does kill you.
1: And that's uh, asbestos dangerous. It's it, if it's disturbed, but um, a lot of times you don't know if it has been disturbed or or to what degree. You were mentioning uh, earlier too, off off air, of course, uh, that you know maybe there's a little bit or like a, a drop in a, a, bu- a tub of water. And well, you, people often for- ask,
2: yeah, is is there a safe limit? And then we yeah. will sometimes compare it to, well, let's put one drop of water in your bathtub and we'll come back next month and see if it's full. You know, chances are your bathtub's going to be full. So if you get one little bit of exposure coming through your air pipes, uh, through your attic, through, your, through different uh, ports, Um, If you have textured coating ceilings that are not painted, Mm. you're just getting a little bit. Well, you're filling up that bathtub Mm. over time.
1: Mm. That makes sense. And how long does asbestos fibers remain in the air?
2: They can remain in the air um, three or four times longer than any other drywall dust. Because uh, when it's in drywall dust, the drywall dust itself will hit the ground. But the asbestos fibers are now separated from the dust and they are airborne because they are a lot lighter than the actual Mm. drywall dust, for an example.
1: I'm guessing there's no safe level of asbestos exposure.
2: Absolutely not, not with the knowledge that we have today. And we all know that any home that was built pre-1991, it could contain, and if it does, then uh, you wanna get it checked and you wanna get it fixed. The cost to do it is very, very small, considering what the values of the homes are. Mm -hmm. Another important part is that asbestos abatement work has actually decreased over the last few years which makes it more um, more affordable, affordable right? to deal with it with companies like pre-construction services. They have uh, a full compliance and they have a lot of experience in the industry, which also helps reduce that cost.
1: So all these deaths every year from cancer, asbestos, uh, how long does it take for that cancer to appear if it, you have been exposed? It could be five events?
2: years, it could be 10 years. Uh, they say anywhere from 10 to 20 years. Um, that's why, ironically enough, we were finding... Statistics that younger people were dying and they were being um, diagnosed with asbestos-related disease at 15 to 20 years old.
1: So when, the, when, when it goes into your lung, what happens? Like-
2: the the fiber punctures the lung and it stays in the lung. And it's really, really hard to get that fiber to come out. And that fiber can grow scar tissue or it can grow mucus around the scar, and, which also is called um, pleural thickening of the lung. So that can also grow within the lung as a mucus and can suffocate you slowly, little bit by little bit.
1: So you can ask your doctor if you think you might have something or been exposed and you're, you're having maybe trouble breathing when you really shouldn't, you're a healthy individual and this and that. Um, you can, though, ask your doctor to be tested specifically for asbestos in the lung, correct?
2: You can. You can go to your doctor and they can give you the best advice on, on uh, how you can be tested to see if you have been exposed to asbestos.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Um,
2: we were talking earlier about the cost, uh, and that was one of the most important deterrents, why people do not get tested and why some agents will choose not to bring that topic up to their client because they're worried that it might blow the sale. So, uh, you know, we've always said, you know, again, the cost is very, very small considering the value that you get out of testing and knowing what's there.
1: Oh, for sure. And then you also uh, get a, give it a certification certificate of uh, clean bill of health. That's
2: right. That's right, Uh, Michelle. As soon as you um, have completed the the little program, completed an HMS report, done the lab work, then you do get a certificate that goes with the house. And also what we've started recently doing is placing stickers on the panel box of homes that are, are tested positive, but they chose not to deal with the expense. But at least they know where the hot spots are where not to to cut into, what not to do.
1: Because the, it may have housed these materials.
2: That's correct, yeah. So the little sticker with a little diagram of your house with a little red X saying, don't cut into the drywall in the living room.
1: And you test for lead paint as well as other hazardous materials, correct? That's
2: correct, yeah. Lead paint is another issue that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Um, it causes problems, but not like asbestos.
1: I'm really hoping, and I'm sure you are, uh, that the fourth wave is that we've rectified and, there, and the deaths go down extremely, if not completely.
2: Hopefully there is isn't the a fourth wave, that the third wave we can get the message out there mm-hmm. we can save enough lives. People know how to effectively deal with it because honestly it is the only cancer and problem like that that we can and we have the technology and the education to deal with. The
1: only cancer that we can actually fix and, and deal with before prevent it prevents. Man-made cancer. Because it's
2: a man-made problem, Mm -hmm. and uh, not like other cancers and other diseases that you really don't have much control. This one, we have control, so it's up to you. It's up to you to do your part.
1: And it's truly the responsibility of the owner of that property to make sure that their staff is safe, that their construction workers, service providers are safe, their families safe, um, but that everyone's safe. If If you're a landlord and you're renting out, that your tenant's safe in that home. That you actually tested and know that it's safe for them.
2: That's right. That's why um, uh, the pre-construction owners have uh, come up with the logo "Work Safe, Work Smart," and I totally agree with them.
0: All right, that's about all the time we have today, Michael. If people want more information about uh, the services you provide, uh, what can they do?
2: Uh, they can contact us directly at the Chilliwack office, or they can look us up on the on the internet. Uh, pre-construction services in Chilliwack, British Columbia.
0: All right, and Michelle, if they want to get a hold of you, what do they got to do?
1: Michelle with one L, Cummins, no G, dot C-A.